0: Hey Luke, do you notice anything different about me? Do you notice anything, uh, you know, a little bit better, a little bit cuter? Yes, you do. I do. Yeah. Yes, it's glaringly uh, obvious. What is it then? Go ahead and tell me.
1: Uh, you, your hair is <laughs> your hair it's, today it, is just something crazy. It is
0: looking very. It is looking more feathery, but uh, Brian, I'm going to ask you to give me a play by play of everything I'm doing. So we can see if Luke can figure out what I have been doing lately in order to better myself. So I'm going to okay. give you a playbook. All right. All right. So I'm just going to do this little number.
2: He's uh, he's flexing uh, his right bicep. It's it's got a bit of a Popeye, the Sailor Man effect going on
0: here. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> just... I think, right. yeah,
2: like an anchor just popped up on his arm as he flexed. It went away as soon as he put it down,
1: but.
0: <laughs> and then
1: been eating his spinach i yeah.
0: have not been eating my spinach there's a, something else you know you got to do this like this little number you get...
2: uh he's, right? he's showing do us the by size by? yeah the size of his beach ball it's very large very round he's holding it in front of him
1: oh uh <laughs>
0: oh is that, are you talking about my stomach oh no
2: no it's, that's the classic bodybuilder beach ball pose you know
1: i, I see you're wearing uh. our merchandise.
0: I, I am wearing that. our merchandise. There is I've got a little our little fingers on the front. Yeah. Uh, let's just say I have been defeating Dragow over and over again with a little bit of squeezing, a lot of bit of squeezing, with my sweet Ring Fit adventure that I got recently. <laughs> I, Luke, you go to the gym every week. Why not bring the gym home to you? <laughs> this is a new show all about ring fit adventure where you're going to follow along. I'm your new trainer now. Thank you, Brian, for the play by oh, play. I know I was, that was a wonderful intro. <laughs> I,
2: I was not prepared for the ring fit. I went to the gym this morning. I didn't, know, <laughs> didn't know I was getting another workout this afternoon. All right. I'm ready. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. The ring is your best physical trainer you could ask for. Hold on. I have bad news. Uh oh. And we are not going to redo that bit if this did not work. <laughs> I thought we were going to lose that wonderful content. So uh, <laughs> I was really worried about it. Yeah, thank God we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, Brian, for giving us that play-by-play and for joining us today on Press X to Doubt. How's it going?
2: Hey, man, no problem. Uh, it's going good. Uh, we're here at the end of the weekend. I just got off my, my first week of uh, hybrid high school teaching, uh, so that oh. was quite an adventure in its own right. Uh, maybe not as tiring as Ring Fit Adventure, but...
0: Uh, Nothing's as tiring as that. <laughs>
2: as, as evidenced <laughs> by your bulging biceps, yeah.
0: Thank you, um,
2: thank you. But yeah, yeah, it's,
1: uh, it's been good.
0: Awesome. And Luke, of course, is back this week. Woo. Welcome back, Luke.
1: Thank you for having me back.
0: I hope you are. I'm glad uh, that I was
1: able to take my one week paid vacation and not get fired from the podcast.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. Don't do it again. Um, oh, yep. Actually, you owe me money. Now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we are back with Press Exit Out. We've got the three-person crew. Uh, and Brian joins us from... Draft punks, Brian Keyes, give us the Draft punks, uh quick sale. The quick yeah. pitch.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I know you had Rob on uh, recently. Uh, so I won't go too in depth into it. Um, you can listen to his. He gave a really good explainer, I think. But uh, we pick a new topic each week and we have a guest on uh, who is hopefully uh, well versed in that topic. Uh, with the exception of the, the birds episode we did with Adam Walker. Um, and then we, we do sort <laughs> did of that. that not work out? Yeah, he, he, we, we told him we were going to pick absolutely real birds. Uh, and then we did anything but that. And he <laughs> was very upset with us throughout the That's pretty recording. Good. But um, yeah, we, we pick a new topic like each that. week. And then we do sort of a fantasy football style draft where we uh, pick items from a list, uh, debate, discuss, yell at each other uh, when our favorite things get taken from us, um, and yeah, it's just uh, it's a good time overall, a good time with friends, and uh, it's helped me meet a ton of other cool podcasters like yourselves. So if for nothing else, uh, that made it worth it.
0: Hell yeah! Yeah, it's been a great time. I've been uh, I was very impressed with finding out that you guys really just started last August uh, because it does seem like y'all have really sort of got this under your belt uh, and you've got sort of a good groove going now um, in terms of like the guests, the topics, everything just seems to be flowing, finally getting into I'm, that groove. you feel? Uh, I'm glad it looks that
2: way uh, from the right. outside, because there are weeks where it's like because we try to at the end of every episode, we'll announce what we're doing the next week. And there are definitely like Tuesday afternoons where we're like, oh, my God, what are we doing next week? So <laughs> just, um, this is not going to work. Yeah. But but we've got our like the format of the show down well enough, like everything's scripted out well enough at this point that, yeah, like we can once we have the topic, once we have the guests, we're we're like pretty settled in and can kind of breeze through it. And uh yeah, it's just repetition, man. The first few were are pretty rough. Like I try not to go back and listen to any of those, <laughs> but we're getting to a point where I'm pretty happy. With no, it. no.
0: Yeah, did uh, uh, so. What are some two besides the Adam Walker one, which I'll have to go back and check out? What are some of the two like main ones you would list? uh, You would point out to
2: Uh, or point listeners to, I should say. Yeah, we just had our whole uh, Zelda month, which was super fun uh, for the thirty fifth anniversary. We had a great episode with uh, Kyle Hilliard from Minmax. We talked about all of our favorite Mm -hmm. music from the Zelda games, Uh, so that was super fun. Uh, And then even just last week. had a friend of mine, Miranda on, and we talked about uh, what Voldemort should have picked for his Horcruxes uh, if he wanted to still be alive today. Uh, And that was just like a super fun, lighthearted one. It got super fun and lighthearted. We kind of started off with a discussion about all the J.K. Rowling stuff uh, and, and everything around that and talked about, you know, how we understand J.K. Rowling, terrible human being. Uh, <laughs> but you know, yeah. this, this whole franchise means so much to us that we're, we're still interested in kind of reclaiming some of those ideas and, and talking about it and enjoying it in a, in our own way. So,
0: yeah, I really liked, uh, I thought it was a really well thought out and mature conversation where you had like Rob still sending a speech, mm-hmm. everyone from draft punks were able to give their piece and then just saying, like you just said, reclaiming the property kind of away from that bigotry and being like no we're going to make it our own we're going to make it inclusive we're going to make it uh and sort of turning it around right and still having a lot of fun a lot of really awesome new catchphrases came out of that episode so uh <laughs> there's a spell for that was one of my favorites
2: yes yeah there's a spell for that uh core crunchies uh tortamort yeah you gotta- Go listen and you'll get context for all of those but i see some new shirts in our shop uh in the near future from that episode for sure <laughs>
0: hmm. all right well where can people find y'all for an early plug
2: oh uh yeah so we're on you know all the big podcast apps just search for draft punks uh we're also on twitter twitch tiktok uh all of those we are real draft punks um we've been streaming a lot more especially the last couple of weeks rob's been really killing it he's been going he's slowly going through the entire zelda catalog as part of the 35th anniversary so he got uh he got us to affiliate status over the last week or so and uh has been already like pulling in subscribers and stuff and it's been super awesome thank you by the way for your support
0: (laughs) oh absolutely yeah i definitely owed rob from last uh from last episode and then of course just coming in and uh, y'all been doing some really cool stuff with the skyward sword um still doing some Killer Queen Black a lot of yeah. really fun uh, uh Travis has been doing a lot of Hollow Knight mm-hmm. so really some great um uh, great streams I know you also just recently streamed what was that game the indie game that was a uh I think you said it was like A Link to the Past
2: yeah uh Rogue Heroes uh Ruins of Tassos which uh Dan Tack also talked about on Game Informer recently that's kind of how I heard about it but it's It's like uh, if Link to the Past and uh, like Stardew and Animal Crossing had like a thruple baby. Like it's you're you're adventuring and going through these dungeons and collecting gems. When you die, it returns you back to the town and you can spend those gems to like upgrade the town, get people to move in, upgrade your items. and Then you go back into the dungeon and do it all again. Um, But it's like super heavily inspired by a link to the past. Like it's obvious from the opening cutscene that like this is very much a Zelda inspired game. So it's yeah, it's super fun. I'm really enjoying it. And I think we're going to try to get some uh, co op on that in the near future as well. So
0: yeah, that's going to be one that I'm going to have to pick up soon. Uh, I might start streaming it myself. I've been looking at Littlewood. So this will probably take place of that instead. Mm, but yeah,
2: Littlewood looks super fun. I love I, I love progress bars moving. And if that's your thing. Yeah. Littlewood is like the game.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, for an early plug for us, you can always follow us on press on Twitter at pressedout. Instagram, press underscore X to doubt. Don't do it. Uh, and <laughs> I have recently changed my personal Twitch account that I would never actually t- uh, stream on over to press X to doubt pod, uh, where I'm going to start doing a little bit more streams Luke and I are planning to do some co op streams coming up. Hopefully, a little bit of Portal 2. And then, of course, we're going to dive right into that sweet little love game it takes to once that comes out later on this year nice. or this I, month, I, I, even.
2: I have that on uh, my fantasy critic team for the Draft Punks League. So I'm really uh, hoping for big things from that.
0: It's looking like it's going to shape up, and I'm yeah. so excited for it. Well, today we're going to start with our typical news stuff because this is Press X to Doubt, where I'm starting to understand the limitations of this format when it comes to news conversations. Uh, News stuff consists of Brian and Luke today exchanging articles. Each of them has three articles. One from each of them is false. At the end of our article exchange, we are going to try to decide which one from each of them is fake. Money will be on the line, or subscriptions, or fake Canadian money. Uh, It all depends, so we'll see once we get there. After we're done with the news section, we're going to get into uh, some miscellaneous news that may not be covered in the first section. Pokemon reveals some big ones that just came through recently, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the Switch four-year anniversary, Uh, mainly about something that I'm kind of interested in that again we'll see if it's not covered in our initial section if you are looking for a little bit more of some switch conversation brian and i later will be covering the history of well sort of like the last four years of the nintendo switch console and sort of what it has meant i've got a good little timeline of reveals and stuff like that that'll come later that Episode will be airing a week after this episode, so it may be a little bit late, but it will happen. Um, let's see, what's a good buzzin' thing for y'all's trivia? Luke, what you got this time? <laughs> I don't
1: know. You've always had me <laughs> swapping around. I know.
0: I really. I I don't know. I I got the trivia figured out today, and completely forgot to figure out what a good, uh, like what y'all's buzzin' thing should be. Brian, do you have any ideas? That Let's see. I what,
2: didn't know I'd have to make these hard decisions. <laughs> no, I know.
0: I, I I didn't know I would have to make these hard decisions.
1: Uh, we're gonna we're gonna buzz in as our favorite Pokemon because we're talking ooh. about the Pokemon remix later.
0: Now, is this gonna be video game Pokemon noises? Like, is it just gonna be like? Ar, ar,
1: no, you know what I mean. It's gonna be <laughs> like the the cartoon whatever.
0: Okay. Oh, OK, Okay. so it's going to be that's a good one.
1: Yeah. And this is for so I've no talked on the okay. show, but here we go.
0: <laughs> yes, this is going to be how you're going to buzz in for trivia. Uh, okay. We are going to be getting into it every week. We start off with video game trivia. Uh, this week, it's going to be a figure out that game. And once, like Luke decided, you do figure out that game, you're going to buzz in with your favorite Pokemon Uh self-call i guess
2: luke's already regretting yes yes this
1: choice <laughs> i can see it i'm, I love it.
0: <laughs> I'm so excited i'm just hoping
1: it. you buzz in <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what i'm gonna do is go down the line with a couple facts and once you think you have that video game figured out buzz in we ready
2: oh, yes man. yeah yeah
0: all right By December 2020, this game had sold 21.445 million dollars in sales. That's probably not right. I think it's 21.45 million copies. Mm -hmm. No, that doesn't sound right either. Um, (laughs) (laughs) My trivia is already out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) By December 2020, next stat.
0: (laughs) Jim Sterling was one of the most critical of this game, one of the few big criticals of this game, giving it a 7 out of 10 score. Jim Sterling, the regular critic that gets yelled at for being a critic. Let's see. The game was built and demonstrated with touchscreen features for the Wii U, but developers found that looking back and forth between the gamepad and the screen, distracted from the game it matters if you know the other games in this franchise that's you know <laughs> before oh, full development the developers designed a playable 2d prototype similar to the original game to experiment Jiggly with <laughs> that's the one huh there that's good
2: have. that's that's my smash bros main you know i had to show some love there you go that works i kind of wish you had
0: done the uh you had done the song uh so sorry sorry next i don't know if i'm gonna count it okay yeah you got you got it what is it
2: uh i'm gonna go with the legend of zelda breath of the wild
0: yes absolutely it is breath of the wild i should probably double check my facts before i put my facts on here by the way they are all from wikipedia so we'll see (laughs) my final one was that it launched for both the wii u and the switch on march 3rd 2017 and was the last Nintendo exclusive uh, release for the Wii U? Now, so
2: is this all going to be Switch trivia? Because I feel like that puts Luke at a bit of a disadvantage.
0: Look, everyone knows Breath <laughs> of the Wild trivia. That's <laughs> you
1: know, I was thinking it was Breath of the Wild, but then when you started talking about the touchscreen, I was like, maybe I'm not, I'm not right.
0: Yeah. Well, so I, I
1: didn't I, say anything, and I this, also didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to be a Pokemon. <laughs> I'd like instantly regretted saying that, but
0: what would you have done if you well, want to? You know,
1: well, my favorite Pokemon is Gengar, but I don't know what he does in the show. Like, I don't, I don't even remember the episode that Gengar's in, so I probably would have just done like Meowth, That's right.
0: Ooh, yeah, that's
1: pretty good. That was pretty good.
0: Did he have? Did Meowth have a Boston accent? For some reason, I have that like he had like a the... New Yorkie kind of like.
2: <laughs> As, as someone who, who grew up, he kind of talked like this, you know, definitely he was New just York, going around, you know,
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely not Boston. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're going to be getting started with the news segment since Brian uh, was able to figure out Breath of the Wild and had it. You get to decide who goes first this week. Uh,
2: I have an article. Uh, yeah, I'll go first.
1: I'm going to go first.
0: Oh, I don't want okay. to say more than that. Yeah, I think this is our first time where it the winner is. has it is. decided to go first. It is. And I'm a OK with that. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. All right. Start us off, Brian.
2: So. So uh, do you want me to, like, read the whole article? Am I just summarizing? Like, how No, you just summarizing. You get here? OK,
0: yeah, well, well, you can summarize and then just sort of as it goes, we may dive a little deeper into the topic.
2: Let me give you the headline here. Uh Sony patented a way of turning bananas, mugs, and more into PlayStation controllers.
1: Did you guys hear about this? Uh,
0: Luke, are you in shambles here, as the Draft Punks would put it? <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I guess I'm in shambles. This is why, <laughs> this that's is why I went first. My articles. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Oh man. Like, let's, like, just, let's just break this up because this is a hundred percent true. So yeah. <laughs> this is, let's go ahead. Keep going Brian. Cause I picked this article too. It was killing me.
2: Like two days ago I asked Preston, I was like, should we check <laughs> if our articles match up? Cause I feel like this is a huge candidate for this show. And he's yep. like, no, 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 we're not going to check. It's fine. <laughs> I, I did bring a backup, but that's okay. Uh, so, Sony has patented some technology that lets players turn uh, household objects, including fruit, into a PlayStation controller. Uh, a player would use a camera to scan objects. The system would detect it. And then, I don't know, like it, it gives you some kind of button overlay on the object as a way to use it as a controller. Um, the best part, what? though, of this article, far and away, is that there's literally a picture, a patent picture, of a banana With an X button on one end of it and a triangle button on the other end, and that just like I couldn't stop laughing the first time I saw that.
1: Oh, so my article actually has a different a different picture associated with it. It actually has a banana peel stretched across a (laughs) PlayStation controller, but you can see both of the analog sticks like coming through the banana peel.
0: (laughs) What's weird. Okay, both of y'all need to send me those pictures. yeah, It's something
1: about virtual mapping. Yeah. Virtual mapping of the controllers to where it would give you an image and show you where the X button would be, where the triangle would be, (laughs) etc. Okay. To be clear
2: there's, there's my I think Luke's photo is a joke mock-up that someone made. No,
1: that's it. That's yeah, the one. I'm sure it is. But that was the one that was associated with it. I thought that is it was big really
0: funny. funny. So yeah, does it you were saying that it like uh it projects onto the object, which in this case is a banana. Um yeah, so... is it like the camera hovers over it?
2: So from the patent, it says uh, a non-luminous object may appear to the user when one or more virtual buttons are superimposed on top of the user's view in the object. Uh, It says the copy suggests that an image of the banana with virtual buttons would be seen via a head-mounted device, an image overlaid on top of a transparent display through which the user looks. So you'd be wearing like a visor, like a Google Glass type of thing, I think. Uh, and you would be able to look down at the banana and see the buttons on the banana.
0: So you're telling me yeah. that the story behind, like this the headline here, isn't that Sony is developing a competitor to Hololens, which is what is, that's implying. Correct. It's it's developing just a way to play video games using <laughs> using a banana.
2: Absolutely, hundred percent.
0: That's so wild. That is such a weird concept. I'm
2: I'm sure Sony wishes that the HoloLens like was the story here. But of course, (laughs) like as soon as that patent image came out with the banana, like that's all anybody could focus on. So yeah.
0: Touchscreen controls suck. We're all in on that, right? Yes. Everyone agrees. Touchscreen controls are garbage. Banana controls have to be worse. Maybe better. Actually, it might be a little (laughs) bit more tactile
2: gotta be slippery i don't know everything i've ever seen in media has led me to believe that bananas are extremely slippery
0: you cannot hold them can't (laughs) awesome well that i i guess actually shortens up some of our time today uh luke what is now your first article i don't know okay so
1: now my first article since i cannot imagine a future where bananas a video game controller uh Okay, here we go. Over 5,000 classic World of Warcraft players have been banned in the last week for using and or advertising real money trading in game.
0: Full real money. Wait. As in just... like,
1: give me this item and I will pay you $800 of real cash instead of like 800 gold in the game.
0: And they're just out and out doing it. Yes. Not even worried about it. 5,000?
1: Yeah. Well, the actual number is 5,851 players. Wow. Have been banned for their involvement with real money trading.
0: (laughs) That seems like such a weird... Because, I mean, like you have the auction house, right? Or did that come later, maybe well into the game?
1: I don't know because it's classic World of Warcraft. So I don't know what features are allowed in that one versus, like, obviously the ones with all the expansions and stuff. Mm. But... Uh...
0: That number um, seems low to me. <laughs> oh, doesn't
1: really. Well, I think I think it's just the fact that it was that much in the last week.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's true.
1: That they just I, caught uh, him in one week. I, Although, okay, later down in the article it does say the publisher banned over ten thousand players for similar real money trading violations just two years ago in twenty nineteen.
0: Okay, Brian, uh, did you have a? Uh, have you been playing any of the Wow? Do you did you do any of no. that real world trading back in the day?
1: No, I've
2: I've never touched a WoW game. I think the most experience I have with that is a buddy of mine in college. Uh, I say buddy, I would say hello to him as I walked by his room because his door would always be open and he would just be sitting at his computer playing WoW for about fifteen hours. Hell a day. yeah, um, as we all were. It's very nice guy. Shout out to to Steve. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> really yeah, nice the, those those MMO games, like I've never really connected with any of them i think because i i see that like addiction and i know that would it would get its hooks in me and i would get sucked in and i've just been like i can't do it like it's like nicotine i need to stay away
0: (laughs) that's the kind of thing that leads to real world money trading for an object within the video yeah that's insane and you know it's kind of frustrating because i would assume that this is like a regulatory problem is why they are banning people right they're like why aren't It's obviously
1: against the terms of services when you're like signing up to create an account, right? It's like, hey, you can't actually, you know, it would be like if you were trying to host like a yard sale on World of Warcraft (laughs) for actually real things. But instead of just hosting a yard sale to people in your neighborhood, you're like going on a server and saying like, hey, I'm selling all this stuff. Please come buy my stuff or I'll ship it to you. I'm just, I'm just picturing like Morglop, the orc with like a tarp
2: out in front of his hovel with like a bunch of puzzles that are all missing one piece laid out like 50 cents. And obviously
1: they're not selling like real life (laughs) possession for real life money, but it's like, it's, it's akin to that, right? It's that's what you're kind of doing. You are using blizzards game as your own Facebook marketplace.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So they're you to do that. They are selling like their in-game items, right? Like yes, this cloak correct. of with yes. the cloak of bad yeah. guy. Or yeah.
1: or they would be like, hey, I'll join you on your, you know, I'll I'll jo- I'll rate up with you for a hundred dollars.
0: Hell yeah. I mean, again, I'm just surprised how low that number is. You would think that with how many players, everybody would be doing that. They can't ban us all, is what I say. Let's get on there. Let's start making some money.
2: <laughs> uh. How how many people are still playing World of Warcraft today? Like, I have no idea
1: what the player base is at this point. Uh, uh, concurrent players are. I would imagine it's still incredibly high. Let's see. Wow. Especially wow. since they just released the classic WoW like servers again or whatever. So yeah.
0: World of Warcraft. I don't know if this includes classic. Has five million four hundred thousand still um which that's is daily concurrent yeah which is incredible yeah, well this insane. month month uh um, oh, okay this month that's still and, a lot yeah yeah absolutely like or no yeah, yeah sorry it is players per day this month yeah mm-hmm. so that is an incredible number it's just got that that staying power and it's because people are making real money
2: just rolling in those subscription fees wow <laughs> yeah
0: Literally. i mean and they Wow. Wow. <laughs> All right, Brian, do you want to start us off on your next one?
2: Sure. Yeah. Uh, let me go back over to my doc here. Uh, okay. I like this one too. Uh, bored fugitive caught by police after venturing out to buy Call of Duty.
0: Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what fugitive?
2: Yeah. So this guy, his name is Clint Butler. He's 36 years old. Uh, he escaped from prison last year in the UK. He's been hiding out for months and he got caught because he went to the store to buy Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. (laughs) And they I don't know if they recognized him on camera or what, but uh, police found him and and arrested (laughs) him.
0: (laughs) Now he's in the gulag. You know what I'm saying? Uh, He's (laughs) (laughs) he's having a fight for his life. Yeah, yeah. He not wear his mask, uh, because if he didn't wear his mask, I can understand being caught. And that's I, on you, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Uh I guess it says here when they spotted him, he turned around and started to walk away. Uh they they followed him, asked him some questions, were like just like, Hey, why'd you turn around and start walking away as soon as you saw the police? And uh he then attacked <laughs> them. <laughs> so you know oh yes. god
0: <laughs> he got violent i mean i know he wasn't getting violent for call of duty he was getting violent uh, you know out of fear of going back to prison but i think it's because he really wanted to get home and try the new one he hadn't been able to play it in a long time
2: yeah there's there's a going quote dark. a quote here from the uh i guess the the uk police chief equivalent it says Uh, quite why he decided to risk being returned to prison by making the idiotic decision to come into town during lockdown (laughs) with a friend to buy a video game will remain a bit of a mystery so
1: i just love the way the british people talk that that that's what that was what the police chief said quite crazy and yes it would remain a mystery (laughs) that's that's what the british guy basically said yeah instead of just saying like yeah he was he made an idiotic decision
0: yeah, look at this guy over here.
1: Uh yeah. Uh that's definitely that's definitely a little bit different of the articles I'm used to hearing on this show. Hey.
0: That is a strange. <laughs> I, I yeah, that
1: is when... definitely up there.
0: Yeah, I wonder. Uh, I mean, did they have consoles and? Well, never mind. Uh, but yeah, that guy. I well, would he not prison over. He had escaped so. <laughs> I would not go back. Yeah, I would not risk going back. I mean, maybe if there was like a PS Five at that GameStop or something, we would talk. But <laughs> that's
2: the game that would get you caught on your uh, runaways. <laughs> to go back if he
0: had it, a
1: it friend, why, a PS5. if he had a friend,
0: why don't you just send him?
1: Why are yeah. you not? Why are you not just sending the friend in? It's right. like, hey buddy, no. here, go buy me this game. All right, stop, stop. Unless trying the friend to is like not in my story, yet. and let's. <laughs> uh that's fine I can move on to the next one <laughs> go ahead okay uh we've talked a little bit about this game in the past and I know Preston for sure is excited about it and maybe Brian you mm. are too because of what you were talking about earlier but Hogwarts Legacy uh mm. Hogwarts Legacy news we got some of that this week as well uh, obviously we talked in the past about how it's getting delayed to 2022 due to covid related strains. Uh, uh, the workplace and stuff like that. Uh, It is also highly anticipated that we are going to get um, a little bit different of the character creation that we're used to seeing in other games as Hogwarts Legacy is um, going against the author's, uh, we'll say, opinions, maybe. Um, Bigotry, yeah. yeah, Bigotry and allowing uh, transgender characters. Uh, It's going to include transgender options with players able to choose the character's voice, gender, body type, things like that before they are transferred into one of the school's houses. And uh, it is also going to be based upon a morality system. I don't know if either of you guys are um, familiar with the fable games where you could be good or evil based on Mm. what you did in the games. Um, Hogwarts Legacy is also going to introduce the morality system into their game so that you can, you know, Identify yourself as one of those things by making choices in game uh, at several famous locations across Hogwarts.
0: Wait, hold on. You're just saying morality wise. Yeah,
1: like you're, a morality it's system. not,
0: you're not tying this to the transgender system. No, right? no, I was just saying. Oh, okay. I see that what was you're one, one That
1: was one bit of the notes and then the other bit. Yes. It's yes, kind yes, of like yes. a conjoined, hey, here's what's to look forward to in Hogwarts Legacy.
0: Yeah, that was something that. Um, there I think there is a lot to be said on that. And and then of course there was in the news lately that one of the lead designers, I believe, also
2: Yeah, uh, Troy Levitt. Down. Total piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I don't know if we're allowed to swear on the show. It's
0: okay. I can bleep it, but <laughs> as long as that point gets across. Um yeah. yeah, where he backed down because of his uh like old YouTube videos that were incredibly uh again bigoted. Uh yeah. and so there is this idea of inclusivity, I don't know, works as a middle finger back towards the people. You know, that's sort of what it was touted as. And then, of course, uh, it's also seen as like maybe not enough. Uh, and I believe, Brian, specifically, I know you had an interaction with a community member where you asked about it. And yeah. I, I don't know, like, I wouldn't say that I'm qualified to speak on it beyond the idea of Um, screw those beliefs. I'm glad that we are moving forward, Uh, but it is not enough. And I I don't know if you had some way in on that from that uh, conversation.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was going to bring that up. And you have a great memory. Uh, But yeah, one of our community members, Dory, who does the uh, PS Premiere podcast. um, Yeah.
0: She was on uh, two episodes ago with us.
2: Yeah. Uh, She linked us, uh, to that story, um, about the, the adding in the transgender characters and explained why, uh, from her point of view, uh, it's maybe a step in the right direction, but it's not actually full trans representation because you are still picking like male or female voice or male or female body type, uh, as opposed to just saying like completely like non-gendered, like, you know, here's what I want to look like without applying those male and female tags to it um and so yeah so we had some discussion about that i'm i'm thinking about as in regards to luke's story the the morality system stuff though because i had not heard about that and so i'm i'm wondering i'm Mm -hmm.
0: wondering (laughs) yeah how is that morality system going to be working Luke? uh
1: well based on choices you make uh in the game uh i i suppose it's something along the lines of like before you get sorted, I'm assuming that you're going to get like placed into some sort of a situation. Like with fable, it was kind of like at the very beginning, if I, if I recall correctly, it was like in fable in the very beginning, you made a choice before you really even like decided who your character was going to be. So like in my head, I can see it being sort of a, okay, you get to Hogwarts and like this happens. Like you see, I don't know, like somebody fall off the bus or, or the train or whatever. And you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, do you go over and help them? Or no, you kick them all the down. You steal their chocolate frogs. You know, like (laughs) it's like one of those things. You (laughs) kick their chocolate
0: frogs too. So like
1: like maybe before you're even sorted into a house, you can kind of affect where you might be placed based on what you're doing. That would be cool. Does that make sense? So it's kind of like your play style is also going to inherently affect the choices that are given to you later in the game or vice versa.
2: My concern with those like the sorting quizzes that you always see online are like that the choices are so like blatantly obvious that they almost make your eyes roll sometimes where it's like, oh, there's a an angry looking hippogriff in front of you. What do you do? And it's like the Gryffindor answer is like stand and protect your friends. And the, the Slytherin answer is like push your friend towards it. And the Ravenclaw answer is, oh, I've read about hippogriffs. I know how to handle this. And Hufflepuff is like, I'm going to go bake a loaf of bread and we can all share it. You know, it's like. I'm hoping it's a little more subtle than that. Um, Like something, you know, along the lines of like the KOTOR morality system. And and like you mentioned, Fable, those older games. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that could be really neat. Uh, Again, if you do it right. And I think y'all were even talking. uh, Travis got really defensive about it. Uh, I guess rightfully so, but the idea that Slytherin is not necessarily evil, right? It's there's, it's just a different house, but you can definitely still know through decisions made within a game. I think you could probably figure out like where you would be placed and that would be really, really neat.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. The worst thing that ever happened for Slytherin house was Hagrid telling Harry, like not a witch or wizard who went bad, didn't come out of Slytherin. <laughs> like,
0: it just immediately <laughs> it became like, like
1: okay, those are the bad guys.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? Hold on. That, Luke, that was yours.
1: Yeah, that well, that ends mine because I had shared my first article with Brian. So. Those are your two, right?
0: Right. Um, and then we are moving on to Brian's final one.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, so this was like just uh, yesterday, but uh, Square Enix announces a new Kingdom Hearts uh, collection for PS5, which will solely feature the cutscenes of the previous games uh
0: and this is going to be four blu-rays this is going to be four (laughs) separate blu-rays in order to get all those cutscenes down
2: it's uh digital download only actually uh they announced so they announced this they have the big kingdom hearts orchestra performances where they for some reason love to make their announcements there as opposed to you know having some kind of state of play type announcement so uh during the orchestra they announced the the trilogy that was coming to epic game store that was also Uh, mentioned in a previous announcement but uh also it's a digital download for ps5 called uh kingdom hearts the journey so far um but instead of like being able to play the games on ps5 it's literally just like a and it says it's going to be about 60 hours in length of fully remastered cutscenes in chronological order from like the very first game to the very end Uh, yeah. And I am, am I'm a Kingdom Hearts. That's got to suck for that editor. I'm a huge Kingdom Hearts fan. And even I'm like, who is this for? (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's,
0: that's our one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, so. That's
0: insane. So is it.
2: The one thing that's, uh, cool to me about this is that they're going to include sort of like a pop-up video. Do you guys remember pop-up video on like VH1? And it'll have like, like details about the series production, Uh, Like unused concept art, things like that. So that if you're like, if you've done everything there is to do with Kingdom Hearts, like if you're Dory, uh, there's still stuff for you to see. Dory's a huge Kingdom Hearts Mm -hmm. fan. Um, Like some of the stuff they talked about was how like the original game was conceived in this elevator ride where uh, Shinji Hashimoto, who's the producer of the original game, uh, was riding with a Disney executive and they just started talking about what a like a Disney Final Fantasy game would look like. Um, there's the, you know, Lance Bass from NSYNC being the voice of Sephiroth, like stuff like that is listed here as like the type of stuff that you yeah. see in those, in those like pop-ups. And I love a good pop-up video, but a 60 hour pop-up video, is <laughs> a lot. Um, so this that's... is looking, yeah, this is looking like an early 2022 release. Um, people are thinking probably March cause that's the 20th anniversary of the original game. Um, but there's no like full details, Mm. no price point on this. I don't know what I would pay for 60 hours of Kingdom Hearts cutscenes. I don't think it's a lot, though.
0: (laughs) What if it's got a post-credits teaser for Kingdom Hearts 4? Would you pay $60 (laughs) just for that?
2: But you only get it if you watch the full 62 hours. They're going to make you wear (laughs) that new HoloLens so that they know you're watching the whole time, too. Right.
0: (laughs) you have to play it on a keyblade yeah that's it that's insane I don't know who they think is going to buy that but that's absurd
1: but they will
2: but people would
1: buy that
2: I'm certain everyone who's ever made a YouTube video that says Kingdom Hearts explained in 40 minutes they will be scouring that for new
0: details (laughs) how can we cut this from the 60 down to our 30 yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right, well, that concludes our, uh, well, two apiece, kind of. Uh, we have our three apiece. But for the first time ever, we crossed ties, uh, crossed Across articles. streams. <laughs> for the first time ever, we have crossed streams, and we have duplicated articles. Yes. So our next step is to go through, do a quick recap. Each of y'all will recap the other person's article. And then we will do a guess. Now, with this guess, you can put some money down on the line. It's not uh, super, uh, you know, uh, strict on that. However confident you feel is however much money you put down. We also, again, will do subscriptions. Uh, we will do any sort of, uh, I think I sent Greg a a $20 or not, well, not 20, like a t- $5 Nintendo Switch eShop gift card kind of thing. That sort of stuff always works except for for Luke. No Nintendo Switch eShop gift card (laughs) would not work. All right, Luke, do you want to start us off with a recap of Brian's?
1: All right. So Brian had the Sony banana controller prototype. The amazing, the amazing ability to use fruit to play your next game. He had the story about the Call of Duty criminal who upon being released from jail decided it was time to go back to the Gulag <laughs> <laughs> uh, and got caught. And then he had his third article was about kingdom hearts, the movie, the game, the 60 yeah, hour, hundred percent. Uh, uh, yeah. hundred percent. Yikers. If you're going to get platinum trophies <laughs> on that, you have to watch all 60 hours uh, without stopping. No bathroom breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, those are his three articles.
0: Awesome, and Brian, what were Luke's two?
2: Uh, well, so Luke also had the the banana PlayStation controller with an yeah. incredible visual. I have to add.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, those are definitely going up.
2: He had the story about the uh, five thousand eight hundred fifty-one. I think. Was uh, that wow? Right, players?
1: Luke? I think that I think that was right. What well, five eight five one? 1-
2: I don't know. Yeah, wow.
1: Yeah.
2: Nice. The math teacher, yeah. you know? Uh, the WoW players who had been banned yeah. for selling in game items for, for real money. Uh, and then his third story was about the uh, uh, transgender character options, uh, which are a step in the right direction, uh, but not a leap. <laughs> and um, the morality system in the Hogwarts Legacy video
0: game. All right, Luke. Do you? Well, Brian, I guess mm. uh, you won the trivia. So we'll I have did. you start off on your bet.
2: All right. Uh, is is there like a standard amount like is one gift sub or, or to your channel? Like, is that a. a, a
0: yeah. Amount? And since it's between you and Luke, you can do the gifts up to Luke's channel.
2: Absolutely. Would love to. Uh, the only problem for Luke is I've got this nailed 100 uh, <laughs> percent. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs>
1: well, I'll give get, I'll get to you a sub, then. There you go. Uh, I am, <laughs> if you've got I,
2: it. I'm pretty confident about that Hogwarts Legacy story just because we had talked about it on our server. I know you guys like to get tricky, though, where it's like uh, you do something pretty close to the truth, but not quite. And so that morality system thing is throwing me off because I don't remember reading about that. Um, but the rest of it seem true so i don't know what's wrong with the wow story because i've never touched wow i'm not interested in wow but i think the wow yeah. story something is off there that's my guess
0: so that's going to be your choice That's you okay see i'm going the opposite okay uh, and so you're going a gift sub yes that was your bet okay i will also go a gift sub luke um And I will say that it's the Hogwarts one. And I don't believe the morality system is going to be quite what you're selling it to be. I think that it's got maybe some sort of morality system, but it's sort of like the idea of it, like coming in early and deciding early on how it affects your sorting. I don't think that's going to be part of it. Um, And I do believe the wow story uh i'd still feel like that number is low i'd be really surprised if only five thousand eight hundred and forty-one people thank you for reminding 51. me of that. dang it uh <laughs> <laughs> if only that amount of people were caught so i'm gonna say another gift sub and i'm gonna say the hogwarts story hogwarts legacy
1: all right well Just like always, Preston is wrong, and the guest is correct. (laughs) Yes!
0: (laughs) Every time.
1: (laughs) Uh, Hogwarts Legacy will contain a morality system between right and wrong, good and evil, uh, as leaked by this article that I found online, uh, (laughs) where players can manipulate uh, the morality system based on the choices that they make while playing the game.
0: That is really... I mean, I, I do like, yeah, I've always loved me a good Kotor uh, fable system. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna be something that I am looking forward to if they are able to implement that well.
1: All right, so Brian, you were correct. Uh, it is not 5851 wild players. It is 5800. Final Fantasy 14 players. Oh. On the ah. for raids and real items in the game uh, across certain hour long raids. Uh, this is not a Blizzard problem. This is a Square Enix problem. So God. there you go. That was the one little thing that was little little off about the story.
0: Gotcha. So what you're saying is WoW is open for sale. WoW like, we is, go we okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> Quit your day job. We're going
1: to. I don't. I don't even know the world names. We're going to Azeroth. Azeroth. That's there right. It is. There. It That's is. the one. Jeez, I don't know I've if you played did. while before. No, I have not.
0: I was the guy in the dorm room. There you see, it all comes around. All right. I know the name Azeroth. I am praying. Awesome. Well, uh, Luke, do you want to go ahead and try to guess Brian's?
1: Okay. So let me see here between the two. Um, I feel like I always get these Preston, where it's like, you know, both of them are just so outrageously dumb. And that's like, <laughs> which one could possibly be the truth? Uh, I feel like I have to go with my gut here and say that there's no way Square Enix was like we're gonna do 60 hours of download <laughs> for movie cutscenes. Uh because I have a feeling that like the COD criminal thing, like I could see this on like world's dumbest criminals. Like you just had to play the video yeah. game. Yeah. Um mm. I- I'm gonna bet a gift sub to I guess the draft punks. Twitch channel, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh yeah, I'm gonna say Kingdom Hearts, the movie, the game is not happening. I don't think that's coming out.
0: Okay. Okay. Right. That's my guess. Um okay. As usual, I'm left holding holding the the check, holding the bill. Uh I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the banana one. No, I'm not gonna say the banana <laughs> one. Um uh, Okay, so it's between kingdom hearts
2: mm-hmm. and, the and then the criminal other, yeah the
0: criminal i'm gonna stick with luke on this one and i'm gonna say gift sub as well and i'm gonna pick with the kingdom hearts one even though like it's it's weird because both of them are sadly believable um, <laughs> the criminal one like luke was saying, you can absolutely see it on world's dumbest criminals and then yeah. kingdom square enix you can see it on the world's dumbest uh, corporate decisions. So, like, I feel like it could also exist. I'm going to say it's Square Enix, though.
2: Yeah. So, so I wrote an entire full fake article just so that I would (laughs) like have talking points for this story so I could like pull from different things. But uh, you have both uh, deduced the mystery here. Uh, I knew, you know what I think my my fatal error was? I called the game Kingdom Hearts: The Journey so far, and there's no way that they would go with a title that made that much sense. Uh,
0: it, it would may- have to be something <laughs> yeah. considerably. More Actually, ridiculous.
1: that in my head was like the most believable part.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I skipped- in my head I
1: was like that I sound I was like that sounds just stupid enough to be like a <laughs> thing. Yeah, uh, you know, Kingdom Hearts. They always have those like oh, chain of memories and uh, dream drop distance. Ah, oh, the journey so far. Like it made sense to me.
0: See, I was thinking it could be like Kingdom Hearts Chains of Memories (laughs) of 365 over two days. Uh, uh, Yeah, absolutely.
1: That's how long it takes you to watch the (laughs) digital download.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we were able to guess correctly, Um, unfortunately, for the guy that actually did get arrested for going out. Yeah, uh, and was, I don't know yeah. if that's unfortunate, really. I mean, I guess he was a he was on the run. So the, I yeah. guess it, it is a good thing. But uh that was so who owes money now? I owe Luke. No, yes, you. I owe Luke yes, you. a gift. Uh,
2: well, I think I owe Preston one because you and I canceled each other out. Uh But I think I owe Preston one for getting mine. So.
0: Oh, oh OK, OK. That's true. I'll take that. I will absolutely (laughs) take that direction with that. Like, if you get it wrong, or you, if I, yeah, if you guess, if I guess you're right, then you have to owe me money. I'll take it. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) Awesome. Well, next we're going to be getting into some miscellaneous news that wasn't brought up, so that's wonderful. I'm excited to talk about some of these topics. Then we're going to talk about the big Pokemon reveals that just came from the, I guess it wasn't a Nintendo Direct. It was a uh, like a specifically Pokemon news stream?
2: Yeah, like, yeah. like Pokemon Day Basically. Direct, yeah.
0: Okay, uh, and then we are going to talk a little bit again about the Switch four-year anniversary. Then later next week, you can always catch us listening, or uh, you can catch Brian and I listing off a couple of our favorite games and talking about those for a little bit. Uh, so in the meantime, listen to this wonderful elevator music jazz it'd be great if you just left that in i think i will yeah and then it'll lead (laughs) i hope you enjoyed dang it (laughs) Just immediately stumbled. Keep over it, it in.
2: Keep it in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the smooth sound of the YouTube uh, studio playlist or wherever I got that free music from. We're back. We're going to be talking about first up with Luke, the banjo bingo race that occurred this weekend. I know you did a little bit of a um, is that a shout cast or were you announcing? What is the shout cast?
1: Uh, so a sh- well, a shoutcast is like, uh, that's when you're like commentating for like esports, you're kind of okay. like shout casting whatever is happening on screen for the viewers. I mean, you, I, it's kind of the same thing, like commentating and shout casting yeah. is the same. I'm not like screaming my head off when it comes to like bingo as I would for like, you know, I've done a couple games of like League of Legends, and mm. obviously, for League of Legends, if there's like a team fight or like a huge you Know, like a baron steel, like, yeah, that's where you have to like kind of go you crazy. get real hype, and that's where it's like, yeah, a little bit of shout casting, that's like the difference. But, uh, yeah, so Banjo Race, um, I know I've advertised it before, channel on Twitch, um, mm-hmm. created by our community. Um, we have been playing a bunch of Banjo 2e right now. There are two separate tournaments going on, um, of which I am both a part of. Uh, there's the Banjo 2e 100% tournament which uh, has been really active, uh, bringing people back into the full completion of the game, the speed run. Um, Mm -hmm. That's currently going on right now. I just won a match today. I'm in losers brackets trying to stay alive. Uh, I won't stay alive for much (laughs) longer, unfortunately, because there are some really good runners. Um, And then yesterday was the start of the third Banjo-Tui Bingo Tournament uh, hosted by yours truly. Um, And... Uh, For those of you who don't know what bingo is, I know we've touched on it briefly before in previous episodes, but basically um, both runners are given a sort of a bingo card with specific goals that can be accomplished within the game. And it is up to those runners to decide which row, column, or diagonal is the fastest set of five goals to complete before the other runner completes their chosen five set uh, five goals. And, um, yeah, so right now I'm just doing sort of a round Robin tournament. Uh, and there's a prize pool of $500 right now, uh, starting at $500 for wow. the top three people who finish. So, um, it's pretty fun. Uh, I really enjoy bingo. I'm very passionate about it. I have YouTube content about banjo tui bingo for people who are oh. interested and want to join along and want to figure it out. But if you're just up for watching it and seeing me commentate, uh, I again I hosted the inaugural match yesterday night. There are uh, matches all next week. Basically, there's one on Tuesday, there's two on Saturday, yes. I believe there's two on Sunday. Just tune in to Twitch.tv/slash Banjo Race, and that's where you can find us.
0: And are you going to be announcing for all of these over the next week? I'm hoping or that is it I just will like host a couple here and there.
1: My my hope is that I can host every single bingo race that I am not participating in because I am also in the okay. tournament. And so obviously I, right. I can't host while also playing the game. So uh, those will be, you know, divvied out to another admin within Banjo Race. But other than that, yes, I will be hosting every single ma- match that I'm not in.
0: So one of the things that you brought up uh, was, I mean, the the idea of the bingo is, they pick the diagonal that they think that they can get done the fastest and the most efficiently. What are some of the, what's like an example of a couple of the things that you would have to do within that diagonal or diagonal or straight across the bingo. Right?
1: Yeah. So, uh, well, if, for those of you who have played banjo to eat, you'll know that there are like a ton of different kinds of collectibles. There's like, you're picking mm-hmm. up notes, you're picking up jiggies, you're picking up moves. um, Cheeto pages, empty honeycomb pieces, Cheeto globos. Pages? There's like a ton of different kind of collectibles. So Hold like, on.
0: you might Go back. see.
1: Oh, okay. Cheeto,
0: Cheeto pages? pages. Yeah, yeah
1: I Cheeto got hung pages. up on that one too. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: What, yeah. <laughs> what, what is that?
1: Uh, well, there's a character in Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie. His name is Cheeto. The spell okay. book. And in the first game, he's like hidden all throughout Gruntilda's lair. And if you find him, he'll give you like a cheat code to like help you. Beat the evil witch. Well, okay. in Banjo Tooie, Gruntilda took her revenge on Cheeto, ripped him up, and now the empty version of Cheeto is just in the lair. But he says, if you find my Cheeto pages and return them to me, I'll be able to give you more cheats. So
0: got it. So not branded content. Uh, that was the part that I got hung up on for a second.
1: Uh, I I believe Cheeto is branded, like Cheeto oh. with an O. At really. The end. I think so, huh Because yeah. yeah. Cheeto the Spellbook, he's their character. Is it no, uh, no, 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 Is no, it with no, an I mean, A in the middle? Oh, oh Cheeto! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what yeah. you're saying now? Yeah, it's yeah, like Cheeto, like cheat code.
0: Yeah. Got yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> Cheet. Oh, I uh, got it. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Go back. Uh, so now, now, I where where conf- cool. <laughs> now I see where your now I see confusion started.
1: <laughs> I was like, like when did like, they what get the heck are Cheeto pages? Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Um. So, like, uh, for instance. And, you know, there's uh, nine different levels as well in Banjo-Tooie. So, like, one of your goals might be, like, all empty honeycombs in Witchy World. And then, like, your next goal might be, like, all cheetah Pages in Jolly Rogers Lagoon. Or you might just have a goal that says, collect 20 empty honeycombs. Or you might have one that's, like, collect 15 Globos. Or okay. there might be one where it's, like, defeat six bosses, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, there's, like, a bunch of different... There's many, many, many different goals um, that have been created by uh, myself and the rest of the community over the years. Um, and, you know, we, we look at them, we balance them out every so often just to see, okay, this goal is a little stronger than it should be. This goal is a little weaker. Nobody's picking mm-hmm. it, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I was going to say, the balancing, the,
2: balancing the cards would be tough. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's a lot of fun commentating because, you know, you get to look at like how people are thinking of the game because the thing is, is that they, they receive the card as the race starts. So they're looking at the oh, for the first time okay. and they're routing it completely on the fly. So it's really interesting when you watch like, okay, what's going through their head, what's their mindset. And then, you know, you get to laugh and kind of like commentate along as they're making mistakes or if they forget forgotten something, you know, or, or like maybe they were supposed to pick up a, a collectible, but they ran right by it or they accidentally died before grabbing it. Like, you know, there's a lot of different like things to look out for.
0: Right. Just the combination of what they could do within that page alone is so different, but then, you know, you add in just all the elements of the game and speed running, right? Because ultimately they still have to finish the game, right?
1: Well, you don't, you don't beat the game. The, the, your bingo ends when you do complete all five goals. Okay, Uh, There are some bingo variants out there for other games where you have to complete, your five goals and beat the final boss. Like like uh Ugh. if you were doing Super Mario 64 bingo, you have to do your five goals and then beat Bowser in the sky. Got it. To okay. like end okay. your bingo. But in two E it just ends when it ends. So if you're if you're if you guys are interested or if anybody else out there is interested, you just want to see it, um the first match, the inaugural match is highlighted on the Banjo Race channel, so you can just I mean, you could just like sift through it, look at a couple of bits of it, just to be like, Oh, okay. This is what it is.
0: Yeah. That banjo race channel, uh, I was looking at it. It seems like it really with this race and I don't know if it's like a, a yearly thing. Has that channel been around for the full three years? Uh, so
1: it's been around for, uh, I want to say it's been around for almost two years, maybe a little okay. less than that a year and a half. It was created because when we wanted to do tournaments in the past for Kazooie and Tui, there wasn't like a dedicated channel to like show people that content. Yeah. Unless, you know, like let's say you wanted to watch a race between like five runners, then you would have to click everybody's URL and like, just watch five URLs in a row or all together, you know, on like a multi Twitch or a Cadgar link or whatever. Um, and so we were like, hey, it would be nice if we had, like, a, a channel to host races on between two people or more and and do that sort of thing. Um, I want to say this tournament is the seventh or eighth tournament that's been hosted okay. on that channel. So it's definitely picked up steam. Yeah. Like, I think I want to say it's live right now with a 2 race. Yeah, well, that's what is. I was going to say. It's live like... right now. And, I mean, it's been getting 60, 70 viewers depending on the race. I mean – People have been watching the it, the view so count
0: really nice. seems to have spiked with this uh, this recent tournament in terms of yeah beforehand I was some of the older videos are like three or four views completely for the video and then now it's like 700 views uh, 800 views for some of these so seems like it's really taken off I
1: think I think specifically too is that I think a lot of people like in, I think people in general like watching banjo tui more than kazoie and we've been doing more tui tournaments as of this year but the other thing associated with that is that a new trick well it wasn't really a new trick but it was an old trick that people forgot about got implemented into (laughs) into the hundred percent route which makes it 35 seconds faster and so there has been a lot of new activity with banjo tui hundred percent in general so
0: yeah awesome but yeah, uh, we'll have to link that in the show notes, uh, especially if it's going all week. It, with this episode will go up on Wednesday, as usual. And uh, so there will still be more uh, more races to come after that. Oh, yeah. Bingo tournaments.
1: Yeah. There's 16 entrants, so round robin groups are going to take us a while to get through. Yeah. So don't uh, fret, even if you can't make any of the races this week.
0: Awesome. Uh, well... For Brian, uh, I know you had a little something that you wanted to bring up earlier, Uh, a little fun news thing called Billy Bust Up. What is this? (laughs) I'm really curious what Billy Bust Up is at this point.
2: Uh, I found out about Billy Bust Up literally last night. Um, (laughs) We had finished a stream and uh, Rob decided to raid Dan Tack's channel. Uh, I'm a big fan of Dan so I was watching him play some Xenoblade chronicles 2 and then at the end he said uh we're gonna take 15 minutes here to just show you something a little a little new a little surprise and he opened up this game it's a it's in pre-alpha demo right now you can get it on steam called billy bust up
0: alpha demo yeah and Uh, (laughs) and
2: it's a pre-alpha demo yeah and it's it's funny that we're kind of talking about this after uh banjo because it is also you know kind of that cutesy 3D platformer cartoon style Um, but the hook here is that it's also a musical Uh, and so the demo that you can play is a boss fight where you as Billy are on a stage fighting against this kind of puppet master boss who uh, sends all of these attacks at you on time with music and you have to like kind of use those musical cues as a way to dodge things Um, but the song is just Okay. Like, go look it up because the song is completely outrageous. It's got uh, big, like, 90s, like, animaniacs vibes. Um, and I just, like, I fell in love with it immediately oh, as soon as right I watched right it. right my alley. Yeah. And I, I like, I want Billy more people up. to go check, check this out. out. Yeah. Um,
0: Billy and, Bust Up. And yeah. it, do you think if I were to put that song in right here?
2: I've had enough of you.
0: I would actually get uh, you know, someone would get mad at me like that'd be fine, right? Yeah, Just a little bit think. of a preview.
2: Yeah, I think that'd be fine. Um, uh, I was gonna say the company publishing and developing this is uh, yeah, Blueprint Games. Um, and the, the release date that they have listed on Steam is still way out. It's like 2024. So they're like telling us like, we're not even close Jeez. to done with this. But uh, they're like already starting to build some hype with this first demo and it's yeah, it was like a delight, like, and Dan Tack kept dying over and over again. It was a very difficult looking fight. Um, but it was like the song was so good and so catchy that I didn't care. I was like, good, let's start it up again. Like,
1: <laughs> it was super fun. It's time for Billy Buster. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Did they do like, so does it seem like it'll be a real serious, not serious game in terms of the tone, but like. It's not just some, uh, you know, a steam shovelware sort of thing.
2: I don't think so. Like it, it looks like they're going for like a full, uh, like 3d platformer, like a, you know, a Spyro crash bandicoot banjo type game. It's it's all the, all the description says in the store is Billy bust up is a musical 3d platformer with cute characters and catchy villain songs. And that song I was very caught. So Uh, I was I was watching the stream with Travis and I sent him a message and I was like, this is kind of a banger, right? Like, this is a great song. And Travis was not as impressed as (laughs) I was, but I think it's great. So check it out (laughs) and you guys can let me know what you think. But uh, scrolling through uh, the Steam page has has provided me some more insight on Billy Bust Up here. Okay, Uh, they are a Kickstarter. Um, Their original goal is 50,000 pounds. It looks like they're a UK company. Uh, they've raised a, almost 150 thousand. Um, nice, yeah. Uh, and it says so this here, will be like a
1: good. will be a good thing.
2: Yeah, it's it says here it's a musical 3D platformer inspired by Disney musicals with unique villains and singing bosses. Each main character has their own song that sells their personality, motives, and charm. Up to 15 unique songs uh, by Daniel Ingram. Uh, And the lyrics serve as a telegraph for the gameplay, which is definitely part of that alpha demo that we watched. It was a pre-alpha demo. Um, The guy was like, oh, we could go on a pirate ship. And the stage opens up and there's a pirate ship behind them and cannons going off. And uh, so it was pretty cool to watch. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I mean, hopefully with this sort of money that is like they're all of a sudden getting injected with. Right. Like it's just. Hopefully, it's going to be a shot of adrenaline. They're going to be able to maybe move that release date up. They're going to be able to at least put more resources into it, hopefully. I think we've seen it before where something promising, of course, comes to Kickstarter, gets a bunch of money, and then right. you never hear from the developers again. Well, um, you
1: kind of hear the opposite, too, right? Where it's like it's like a, a nobody studio comes in with a Kickstarter, and they do get like Buku yeah. bucks. Right. And then it turns out to be like a really good game.
0: Yeah, it could really go either way here, Um, but it it seems like they've already put the work in to make a system that uh, people are excited about. Like, that would be crazy to leave that on the table. Hopefully it moves up a little bit.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm hopeful.
0: Well, our next little piece of miscellaneous news is going to be Mediatonic getting bought out by Epic. Uh, This happened. Ooh, let's see. It looks like on March 2nd, so about five days ago is the time of recording. Um, <clears throat> now, for Brian, what is Mediatonic really known for? Uh, why would they have been bought up, right?
2: All right, listen, the, an- the correct answer here is Fall Guys, but <laughs> the answer should be Murder by Numbers, which was like in my top 10 games last year. Uh, and that's that's the reason I was pushing Preston before we started to talk about this story, um, yeah, <laughs>
0: to be able to plug the murder by numbers. Huh? <laughs> yes, uh, so no.
2: Fall Guys, yeah, Fall Guys was obviously a huge uh, like worldwide phenomenon for for a couple of months uh, this past summer. Uh, I think the shine has has died down a little bit on that since, um, but this seems more like a purchase of a company that has some really unique and interesting ideas more than it is that they're trying to like get the fall guys yeah. IP in my
0: mind. Yeah. What do you think Luke? Like, is that,
1: it, it does seem a little weird to me because it feels like the success of Mediatonic has already like kind of happened. Like yeah. I, I, it would have made sense to me if it was like um, they were looking at fall guys in alpha and then they were like, Oh my God, like, take a look at this. Um, like, like we're going to go ahead and buy it out. So I, I don't know. I mean, I guess in a way it, it, it's a smart idea from Epic because obviously people mm-hmm. are still pretty much really into fall guys. Maybe not like hype. Everyone's playing it all the time. Tournament's happening, but it still has a ton of daily players and media yeah, has yeah. been doing a really good job of coming out with more stuff.
0: They've been really regular with their updates and stuff too. Yeah. They, they've been, and they've been pretty like you were saying, Brian, they've been pretty creative about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Fall Guys is not free to play right because it was it was sort of it was put out on PlayStation Plus right where you could play for free but you had to buy it if you didn't have PlayStation Plus and now you would have to buy it for like $20 I believe uh,
1: it so- was free on plus it was $20 on release I don't know if it's still free on PlayStation but Yeah, basically, basically yeah. what you just said
0: yeah, I wonder if they're going to, like, turn it into a free-to-play game with a little bit more. But Mediatonic has even been very against that, I feel like, in the past in terms of the... Well, no, I shouldn't say that. They do have a, a season pass, don't they? No. Oh, they don't. Okay. They, but they just have um, a progression tracker, right? Where you unlock things, but it's yes. not behind a paywall. Correct. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I They wonder do have if some will...
1: stuff that's behind a paywall, but... Those are like DLC costumes.
0: Okay. Uh, and I think all of that stuff can be technically earned. You just really have to, you know, you have to get that crown a thousand you gotta times. Get on the
2: grind for sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think, I think, but, go ahead, Brian.
2: I was just going to say like we, the the problem for us with Fall Guys, because Travis and I were playing a ton of it um, with our buddy Ryan too. And uh, we were super into it season one. And then season two came out, which was like the medieval themed one. And it felt like not enough had changed to keep us interested at that point. Um, But when they Mm -hmm. released season three, which was kind of like the Winter Games one, uh, Travis and Ryan went back to it and they like fell in love with it again and got me back into it. And we started playing again for like a good solid month. So um, it's definitely if you like started off in season one and were playing it and you liked it, and then you kind of fell off. It's worth going back to, I think, to see some of the new games they've come up with because they have evolved a little bit, and it's it's pretty cool again. Uh, I think uh, we had a lot of fun going back to it for a little while. So,
0: yeah, that might be a little. That would be a pretty fun thing to go back and stream uh, and just like do a little group stream about that. Uh, that'd be pretty neat. I I do I agree with you on that. It probably. I wonder if it's similar to valve buying up santo campo Mm. um you know the creators of firewatch last year the year before uh, and they just sort of got absorbed into existing uh into existing projects rather than being completely allowed to finish out their own projects and stuff like that and i wonder if you're right that this is just a solid team with great ideas and they want to bring them into their own team
2: yeah solid ideas like murder by numbers have either of you played it
0: Yes, that's I, I want to circle back to that. Give me the pitch of murder by numbers.
2: Uh, it's it's a Picross game. Are you familiar with what that means? Yes. No. <laughs> I don't know. I have no clue. So so a uh, Picross game, it's uh, you, it's a puzzle game. You have a grid, um, different size grids. Usually it's like 15 by 15. Uh, and in each row okay. and each column, it will tell you how many of the squares in that row and column are supposed to be filled in. And it's kind of like a deduction thing where you're like, okay, well this row, some of them will be very easy where it's like this row, all 15 are filled in. You can just go right across and mark them all off. Uh, but then there'll be other rows where it's like only one or two boxes are filled in here. And so you need to figure out where those boxes are placed based on you know what you can figure out from the other rows. Um, and so for you know a math nerd like me, that's like a super appealing type of puzzle. But uh, they tied it up in like this really cool uh, murder mystery story uh, that has tons of like 90s nostalgia, um, which is like not something we see a ton of. I feel like you Hmm. get a lot of like the 80s nostalgia in games right now. So seeing something set like in my childhood era was really cool. Um, It's also like a super inclusive game. Um, Lots of representation different relationships, different lifestyles. Uh, And so I was really appreciative of that as well. It's just, it was a really cool idea. I'm really hoping that with being purchased by Epic, maybe there's a hope, a chance, a prayer for a sequel, but uh, we'll see.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, I'm actually, I looked it up real quick. And so it's, am I insane by saying it's kind of a Minesweeper-like game, a Picross game? Am I wrong, uh, you know, (laughs) and
2: not uh, you're not wrong. It's it's definitely shares elements with that. I could see where you draw that conclusion for sure. Um, I think it's a little more math heavy. um, Yeah, because you'll you'll get some rows where it's like, okay, there's there's a row of 15 and I know 10 boxes in a row are filled in then the five in the middle have to be filled in because that's the only way I could get to 10 on one side or the other. And it's, so it's like, it's making those kinds of like deductions about it as opposed to like looking for the mines. But yeah, it's, it's a very similar vibe. That's not a bad comparison.
0: This is uh definitely, definitely a math teacher game. You are right. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, well, no. I, I, I am actually very in good.
2: I was just going to say, and the cool thing about it is that they, uh, Usually they make uh, like very cool, like pixelated uh, pictures at the end when you're done with the puzzles. Like that's the goal. It's like, yeah. Oh, we're looking for a clue to the mystery. And so when you solve it, it's like, Oh, it's the knife. And you know, and then that progresses the story forward.
0: But all right. So our next topic of conversation, we are getting into the Pokemon reveal day. Uh, they, they did an anniversary for Pokemon, uh, stream where they did a bunch of big reveals some of which were sort of older they showed a little bit more of Pokemon snap um I believe that they did did they do an update on Pokemon go I can't remember um
2: uh, I don't believe so I didn't yeah, see I one, if they did. They did
1: that either
0: okay but the two big ones that we're really here to talk about today is the remake of diamond and pearl called Pokemon brilliant diamond and shining Pearl which will be coming to the switch this year um and the reveal of pokemon arceus that's how i'm going to pronounce it unless you know otherwise either of y'all
2: i think that's um, correct i think you nailed it
0: arceus yeah. sweet uh but well let's start with the pokemon brilliant diamond and pearl uh was diamond and pearl very big deal at all whenever uh, did y'all play it a lot back in the day
1: uh i i played platinum Platinum was like my most played uh okay. Pokemon game which is the like I don't know what you that was call the it was advanced? It's like, the, it's like the triad of Diamond and Pearl. It was like Diamond, Pearl and Platinum. That wasn't
0: that that wasn't the one that went with um Silver and Gold?
1: No. Silver and Gold had uh Crystal? crystal? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, was you're right. Emerald. You're right. I can't even remember.
0: No, Emerald was the remake Or some of Leap, no, Leaf Green, with never mind. Uh, But you you are right. Yeah, I think you are definitely right. Uh, So you played Platinum. That was on the original DS, right?
1: Yes. Yes, for the original DS.
0: Okay. Brian, what about you?
1: Yeah,
2: I I played both of them. Uh, Somebody bought me Pearl as a gift, I think, uh, and I had already bought Diamond. So this was actually the first gen where I owned uh, both games. I had never done that before. So it was oh, kind of cool yeah. being able to like catch stuff and, and trade it back and forth. Um, but it's not like one that has a ton of nostalgia for me. I, I played the original on my, you know, little game boy. And so, so by the time we got to gen four, I was kind of getting into that, you know, crotchety old teenager phase where I was like, I don't know any of these Pokemans anymore. Right. Or, where or are my original 150 <laughs> <laughs> so um i, I remember yeah. enjoying it but it's like it's not something that had me like standing up out of my chair when they announced it like we kind of knew it was coming and i get for like folks who are in that age range where that's your first pokemon game that means a lot because i remember how hyped i was mm-hmm. for fire red and leaf green um but this doesn't have like the same sure yeah for yeah me, so <laughs>
0: Uh, what about you, Luke? Did it? No, I mean, anyway, same.
1: It like I I have nostalgia with with Gen Four. I I really liked Gen Four. Um, I mean, I will I get it probably not. I haven't like played Pokemon in a long time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I completely agree agree with Brian with the whole it, whose generation of Pokemon are we playing with now, right? Like I grew up with the original one fifty two. Yeah, yeah, so. You know, Pokemon it just isn't as uh, important to me, I don't think, anymore as it used to be.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think the the one part of that presentation that really stood out to me was they opened up the trailer with a look at the original DS. Uh, and then it sort of zooms in on the screen of it. But that's the part that made me really nostalgic. Not even the Pokemon going in on the... And, Whenever they did zoom in on the original, I was like, there's no way it looked that good whenever it was on the original <laughs> DS, because uh, that looks fantastic. Why aren't you just putting that back, putting that out again? But seeing that original, horribly designed original DS uh, yeah. was just sort of a nightmare to look at of just how how did I play on that? Right. Uh
2: I've heard a lot of people criticizing the look of the remake too. Like they're not huge fans of that, the kind of chibi animations for the yeah. for the world overview map. I'm not sure what you guys think of it. It didn't bother me that much. It kind of reminded right. me of the older games, which I like, but I, a lot of people seemed really upset with it.
0: And I think that's the disappointment of like getting those uh, leaks a little bit early and people talking about the idea of these remakes and they're expecting Evie uh, uh, the Pikachu Pokemon, let's go Eevee and let's go Pikachu, right? They're expecting something like that and then it's still that top down look and it's that Chibi style, which I think looks fine. I think it does a good job of paying homage to the original while cleaning up some of the the uh, cleaning up some of the edges, right uh, The original had that same big head Chibi style. It, you you aren't looking at a face, you're looking at a cap from the top down. throughout the whole thing it's it's i think it looks good it's just expectations were far too high right but i believe those expectations kind of got met right with the pokemon arceus reveal um i believe people are fairly satisfied finally in a way uh, i don't know if they should be personally but in the after sword and shield didn't failed to revolutionize Pokemon in the same way that people were expecting it to. Now, Pokemon, uh, the Pokemon company have come out and have, not the Pokemon company, oh my god, Game Freak. Game Freak, yeah. Yeah, have come out and they are, they have revealed Pokemon Arceus, which seems like an open world Pokemon game where you see Pokemon out in the wild in a, I guess, the wild, uh, whenever you're talking about Pokemon Sword and Shield, this is bigger, more open, more real true open world still looks obviously this is an early look but it still looks just as janky and just as uh poorly optimized as the wild in sword and shield uh but again that's sort of mean to judge based on how early of a look this is uh that can all be polished but what did y'all think of that big reveal uh brian you want to start
2: sure uh I'm hyped as hell <laughs> yeah we we were we were watching that in the uh DraftPunk server I was actually at school working and so I couldn't watch <laughs> it live and I just saw our channel start to explode as that trailer was going and I don't think people didn't really realize how janky it was until like the second or third time you're watching it I think
0: sure, um, sure yeah.
2: so at the start it was just like the hype train just started rolling it felt like uh, those key and peel sketches where they're like the the doormen outside talking about like a show they've been watching and they just like hype each other up more and more, oh, and more yeah. until did they see explode this? yeah did you see that like, my girl Khaleesi like yeah. that's yeah it was like that but for Pokemon and it's just like yeah. this is the thing we've wanted for 20 years yeah. like and they're finally attempting it at least the level of success they have remains to be seen but yes. uh, yeah yeah I'm, I'm super
1: excited for this
0: what about you, Luke?
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be, uh, I mean, again, with the uh, release of both of them at the same time, too, uh, you know, or announcing both of them, rather, I just think they get, have the entire, the, the people who are actively playing Pokemon are, are psyched.
0: Yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I think people are tuned in completely and locked in. on. And I mean, this is such an early look, and I'm kind of surprised that it already had a trailer. Because Nintendo has notorious look at Metroid Prime 4, uh, which, of course, has gone through a bunch of uh, development hell. But the idea is like they just give a title card three years out and then eventually you'll see maybe a little bit of gameplay. Um, Even,
2: yeah, Breath of the Wild 2, where we got like the 30 second teaser two years ago and haven't seen anything else
0: since. <laughs> exactly that. Like, you're, I'm surprised that it, they just they went all out with this uh, in a way that was really exciting. I still, I feel like it's going to be scaled back. I feel like this is the Miles Morales to their Spider-Man kind of thing. uh, That sort of level game where they're taking stuff that they built in Sword and Shields, the wild and their respective DLCs, building it out a little bit more, but they're not going to go crazy. I don't think we're not going to see a fully fledged, like what people truly want yet, but that the way that they presented it One hundred percent hyped around it, Uh, but I am, am, uh, I'm not tepid. That's not the right. I'm hesitant, right, to buy completely in. Whenever that's what I thought Sword and Shield was going to be.
2: All right, put me in Slytherin because I'm ready to push Preston in front of the hype train. (laughs) Boom! (laughs) You are now
1: evil. (laughs) Evil.
0: So is it like, what what is it about it that really stood out beyond sort of seeing the Pokemon out in the wild? What really has you like, I'm, I'm in, I'm done.
2: I think just this idea of like being able to hopefully, uh, again, because like you said, we haven't seen much of this game yet, but hopefully being able to interact with that world and with those Pokemon in new ways, as opposed to like just battling uh, in turn-based battles and then throwing a Pokeball at them. I'm hoping there's... Some more mechanics, like some of the stuff you see in like even in like Pokemon Snap, where it's like you can throw food to them and they interact with that in unique ways. Like, I just want new ways to interact with Pokemon because it's been the exact same formula for 25 years.
0: (laughs) I don't know if you remember this, but there were fashion shows. Uh, You could (laughs) pet your Pokemon at some point. So uh, you've gotten your wish yeah multiple times over it's true Sorry, i forgot uh, <laughs>
2: about the ribbon i put in my Cyndaquil's non-existent hair and yeah <laughs> exactly that <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, no i think they uh i really obviously really hope that they nail it uh they oh my gosh there was a point that i wanted to go back to you uh and what you were saying and i just wanted to you know just argue with you on it but i'm not going to <laughs> uh, because i've forgotten (laughs) so i was talking about just
2: like yeah but the ability to like interact with pokemon in new ways go exploring like like one of the great things about Breath of the wild was at that start screen when you're looking off the great plateau there's mountains in the distance and they're not just you know a, a texture wall in the background that you'll never get to it's like i could actually go to those mountains and see what's there And that's what I want in a Pokemon game. Like I want to go up there and see some medieval ass looking Onyx that, you know, has a beard or something. I don't know. Give me some weird looking
0: medieval,
2: (laughs) you know, versions of Pokemon to look at.
0: (laughs) I wonder like, so that was a couple things that I think it would take for me to get really, truly hyped is stuff like, again, going back to like actually having them say their names. Um, Instead of it being these weird, terrible, like fix the sound, right? Uh, let's get that uh, looked at. Let's get that fixed. I'm available and then,
2: for Jigglypuff uh, voiceover work, by the way.
0: <laughs> they're they're going to bring you in. They're listening. <laughs> uh, and then sort of the idea of, yeah, that interaction within the world. Is it going to be level gated? Is there going to be like, you can just go and train are there going to be gyms that feel like you can go in and as long as you get your squad right uh you know are you going to be able to sort of puzzle your way through the gym or is it going to be this like oh well i'm not level 60 so i can't go to this whole area like assassin's creed sort of level gating uh, that would be disappointing right but uh we have no indicator towards any of that besides the history i guess
2: yeah I I think people are hoping this is going to be Pokemon breath of the wild and I'll be satisfied if it's more. And this is still an extremely high bar. And I understand that as I'm saying it, I'm hoping more that it's like Pokemon Ocarina of time. Like just give me like Mm, that 3d semi open world Pokemon. Like I still want to go to eight gyms. I still want to battle gym leaders and get badges if I can. Like, but, but yeah, but I want that sort of, openness that we've been lacking recently
0: right Luke would that get you to buy a switch Uh,
1: well I don't know if I would buy the switch specifically just to play the Pokemon game but I do think that having that into the switch library is just another kind of icing on the cake if you will
0: yeah absolutely Uh, and they've already got such a huge breadth of wonderful games that if you were to check out our podcast next week, you might learn some of our favorite games. Uh, Yeah. So you might see not only what Pokemon Arceus uh, would sell a Switch to you, but that it's the reason why I called it the Zelda machine for a full, I don't know, year until Mario Odyssey came out. Like I I didn't need anything else on the Switch. I had Breath of the Wild, Uh, but we'll get into that on our bonus episode for now. I think we're going to transition into our community content. Uh, our shout outs, I guess is what we would call them. Uh, Luke, do you want to start us off with your shout out this week?
1: Uh, I'm going to shout out uh, a good friend of mine who is uh, helping me on a secret marathon idea hmm. uh, that I will be ready to announce probably within the next couple episodes. Okay. Okay. Maybe not next week, but maybe the following. Um, we're going to do a special kind of episode at the start of May. Um, but his name is uh, ICUP Runs. You can find him on Twitch. Mm. He has just started to learn Crash Bandicoot. Uh, he's been doing Crash Bandicoot 100%, which is like one of the harder of the Sprash games. So check him out, drop him a follow, uh, and watch his uh, his journey to become better at that game.
0: Would you mind... Would you mind spelling that out for the audience? Uh, uh,
1: yes, I C U P speedruns. runs. Yeah, every yes. time. Yeah, happens every Always
0: time. Always works. Awesome, <laughs> Brian. What's yours?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm gonna shout out. I know you've uh, had guests you know from this show. Do on both before. Okay, you can do both. <laughs> but I'll start off with uh, PS Premiere uh they announced their big like rebranding ps premiere 2.0 today uh new logo new theme music uh they're gonna be hopefully starting up a couple new shows they've opened up a discord like they're just blowing it out um and they've got some awesome talent over there between you know smithy and dory marvel um i was watching him stream some hades said and mitch yeah yeah so yeah so absolutely check them out. Join their Discord. They're also doing, you know, if you need extra incentive, which you shouldn't, but if you do, uh, they're giving away a $50 uh, PlayStation Store gift card, which you can find out details on their Twitter about. Um, so yeah, they're fantastic, and everyone should go check them out. Uh, also, I-, I asked for permission to do too. Um, Greg Griffith, uh, Level Zero <laughs> podcast. It should be like number one on every video game podcast chart. It's so good. He sounds like, you know, he's doing a NPR show that he's been doing for 20 years. His voice is just perfect.
1: He really does do (laughs) really good content.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's awesome stuff. Yeah.
0: It's, it's been incredible.
2: Yeah. And he also is an incredible musician. He actually did the music for the PS premiere rebrand, rebrand, their, uh, podcast theme. He's also done our podcast theme. Um, He's just a super talented guy in a bunch of different areas, and, and everyone should check him out. So, yeah, that's uh, level zero, uh, and Greg Griffith uh, or Flamin' Queso, as he's better known on Twitter. So, yeah,
0: I I said something today about him uh, to my wife. I was like, "Yeah, uh, Greg." Blah blah blah. She's like, "Who's Greg?" It's like, oh, so." She's, "Oh yeah yeah yeah, okay, okay." Yep. <laughs> uh, and so yeah, now he he's done some wonderful work, and always glad to shout him out more because of how. Like you said, like professional, it all comes across as if he's been doing it for years. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, mine for this week is going to be Hello Hyrule. It is a new podcast there on episode two, and if you like Zelda, if you love Zelda, if you are a have some passing interest in Zelda, or if you've never heard of Zelda, uh, you should uh, look at. You should listen to Hello Hyrule. What they're going to do is go through every game in a chronological order well in the timeline of zelda right what do you what do you call that uh brian the hyrule historia
2: yes yeah
0: um so in the timeline of the hyrule historia they're going through every single game starting with skyward sword which i know y'all are playing or, or rob is playing on twitch every sunday uh and they are just doing sort of a deep dive and they're They're injecting a little bit of music from a couple of the places. They are doing a great job of really like being silly and not taking it too seriously and taking the subject too seriously. I mean, it's still uh, it's a deep dive into a video game and they're not holding it up to some high standard, uh, but they really you can tell that there's reverence for the series throughout and there is knowledge of the series throughout. And so again, like I'm not a huge Zelda person, uh, honestly. So I listened to all of the DraftPunks month and was really just sort of like lost for some of it uh, and really into some of the other stuff. But it made me more interested just from hearing people who are passionate on a subject talk about that subject gets you more into it, more interested. Um, And so Hello Hyrule is perfectly in that same idea where I just, I want to listen to more because they seem to care so much. Uh, And it's really, really interesting. I highly suggest it. And they're on every podcast uh, system. I think that's out there. Um, Awesome. Well, let's get through, not get through. That's not a good way to put it. I always say that. Uh, Let's do some plugs. Uh, Luke, where should we find you?
1: Uh, If you want to find me and my ramblings, you can go to Twitter uh i'm at secret humor man uh i'm also on twitch at secret humor man and i'm on youtube at secret humor man maybe (laughs) maybe not i can't remember it might just be my name
0: sweet and brian where can we find you in the draft punks
2: yeah uh most social media like twitch tiktok uh instagram which we never remember to use uh twitter yeah we are real draft punks uh The fake DraftPunks stole uh, (laughs) regular DraftPunks, so we are real DraftPunks, just about everywhere you can look for us. Uh, And you'll find a link on our Twitter to our Discord community, which we're up over 100 members on that now. It's been super fun. We've uh, been doing lots of community game nights. Uh, We do like watch parties. Uh, We just finished up WandaVision. I think we might do uh, Raya and the Last Dragon next week uh, while we get ready for Falcon and Winter Soldier to come out, so...
0: Yeah. Yeah, have we uh or have y'all I know we had talked or y'all sorry, I know y'all had talked about doing uh Civil War and or Winter Soldier, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think we're so we we usually do a watch party every Friday night. I think we're going to try to keep that up and with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier next on deck for Marvel, those seem like the most relevant ones to rewatch uh in anticipation of that. So we're going to we're going to try to fit those in in between uh, the debut of that new show. So,
0: And what are you able to tell us what your next episode is going to be for Draftpunks?
2: Uh Yeah, absolutely. This comes out on Wednesday, right? Your show? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yes. Uh, tomorrow morning, uh, we'll have a new episode out with Bob Buell, host of the 99 Questions podcast. And we are picking our favorite arcade cabinets, which I'm struggling with more than I thought I would. So if you guys have any suggestions for favorite (laughs) arcade cabinets, let me know. Mm -hmm.
0: Wait, are y'all? Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So it'll be Thursday morning. Yes. But for listeners, it's tomorrow. got it. Got it. I was like tomorrow and you haven't even picked. (laughs) Uh, Got it. Yeah. I honestly, for me, it would just be cruising USA. Um, Mm. That's in usa or i don't know if these count like the area 51 those sorts of like whatever was in cc's whenever i was a kid i'm good with any of those yeah
2: uh, <laughs>
1: the simpsons yeah
2: yeah that's gonna be at the that's top gonna of be a hot list one. i think that and uh some of those old ninja turtles cabinets were great oh yeah yeah
1: that'd be good too yeah
0: awesome well for Press X to doubt. You can find us at Press out on Twitter. You can find us on Twitch at Press X Two Doubt Pod. Uh, don't go to our Instagram; it's fine. I'll fix that and come back to it later. <laughs> I'll plug it. Um, and we are not on TikTok yet. Yikes! We'll see. Uh, so, I think our next episode we might have a returning guest. <gasps> if I have my schedule correct. Nice. Uh, so I, sh- I can't really announce anything right now because I- I'm not 100% on it. But I- we should be having a returning guest that I'm very excited about. Uh, and so look out for that in the next couple weeks. Sweet. Uh, thank you guys for joining me. Uh, thank you, Brian, for coming on. Uh, yeah. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, and z- hopefully we'll be... Sorry. Hopefully you'll be hearing from us uh, next week as we try to develop a couple of these mini shows to go every other week opposite of our podcast. So we will see you then. Thank you for coming out. We hope to see you soon, and we're glad you're here.